ho 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 and welcome to the very special Christmas edition of the Weekly Shop. I'm your hostess with the mostest, Anya Magliano, and joining me as the other hostess with the mostest, <laughs> I don't know why I've added us here on there, is... Ho ho ho, it's <laughs> Harry! <laughs> oh dearie me, happy Christmas. Merry Christmas. Okay, why? PC gone mad. (laughs) (laughs) So, I would say that shopping and supermarkets, there's no better time of the year. Yeah, I'd say the the spirit of Christmas is supermarkets. I feel like Christmas as well is a time of tradition, right? Mm. So, supermarkets are selling the tradition, but they also try and, like, bring something new out every year. Like, oh, we got a mince pie, but we're going to cover it in bacon. <laughs> that actually sounds so good. That would sell Do you know well. who's doing that? Heston Blumenthal. Heston is um, Waitrose, isn't he? Yeah, he's Waitrose. He's like, oh, this is a Christmas pudding, but inside is a full child. <laughs> <laughs> That's his sort of thing. We're doing a Christmas special, if oh, you yeah, haven't guessed already. Special. And the guest is no Jesus. one. <laughs> Jesus Christ. As a baby. You might have seen him on uh, The Last Leg. (laughs) (laughs) No, it would be so good if we got like a festive guest like Santa or if we did it in character, but uh, we've decided that our personalities are strong enough to carry the app. (laughs) Yeah, and this is the first time we've done it, so Mm. we'll see. Let us know if you hate it or if you love it. (laughs) Well, what I'll say to you, dear listeners, uh, is we've got some segments Mm -hmm. And th- you might recognise them. Yeah. But there's a little festive spin on this. <laughs> what are you asking for for Christmas this year? Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. I haven't thought about it. Okay. But I can riff. Yeah, go riff. Go go wild. The thing is, like, no offence to Christmas, but I uh, never really get any presents that much. Like, my mum just gets me things like uh, jumpers and fleeces and yeah. stuff. Because that is what, at the end of the day... Like, I feel like when I was growing up, mm. don't worry, this might get interesting eventually. <laughs> when I was growing up, it, I just used to get, like, PlayStation games for Christmas. Okay. That's classic. But now I don't have a PlayStation. So the games. I'm not a gamer anymore. Are you a gamer? I'm not a gamer. I could see you as, like, a Nintendo Switch sort of. Oh, that's so offensive. I've I think got that, way too much personality I think, for I think that. that's sexist as well. I think it's sexist and then I've been more sexist by being offended by it. We've doubled down on the sexism and gone in really hard. I just, do you know what? <laughs> Why do you need a Nintendo when the world is my Nintendo? <laughs> life is happening. All, I prefer to play my games in real life. And does that make me a toxic person? <laughs> Absolutely, yes, it does. Is that the reason I'm not in a relationship? Who's to say? But... Look, it, it means I don't need to go on Animal Crossing because I'm living in my town and I've got my cat. I feel like I've that was quite a good riff and I just lost it, <laughs> lost it to the sands of time. How's your cat doing? He's a little, little bastard. Um, he's been found... Like father, like son. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that joke's in my stand-up. Um, he's being really toxic towards me. He keeps going back to our old house where we've yeah. moved away from. 
And I think the neighbours found him um, and they were like being really lovely towards him. When actually I think what they need to do is show him the cold shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe flicking the Vs or something <laughs> just so that he knows he's not welcome there anymore. Um, and I looked up how to stop him going back there and all the answers were like, cat proof your garden. So he's locked in. So, like, build a cage around your garden, <laughs> like in the zoo, like when the monkeys have a cage, so they think they're outside, but they're not, like, in the Truman Show. You're inside, mate. Yeah. <laughs> the thing about cats is that I don't think there's any way to explain the concept of moving house. No, I'm trying. <laughs> I picked him up this morning and I was like, you've got to stop going back to that address. And he just walked off. <laughs> Do you know what the thing is, is that we're going to get a Christmas tree soon. And um, in the past, so last year when I had a Christmas tree and him at the same time, um, he wasn't allowed out. And because he has like obviously animal instincts, what we do is he just scale the Christmas tree. Yeah. And obviously we tell him off. And my mum, when I took him home for Christmas, my mum got really upset because he was like breaking all her really nice decorations. <laughs> yeah. And he knows that he's not allowed it. So when anyone would leave the room, we'd have to have one person in the room at all times. Because if we left, you'd come back and find him like halfway up, nestled in between the branches, just waiting. <laughs> he's an absolute psycho. He's a predator. He is. And the thing is, is back then he was small enough because he was still a kitten that he could like nestle in the branches of a fairly shit Christmas tree and stay alive. But I'm worried now that he's going to think he can do that. When we get a Christmas tree, he's going to go and then fall through the rungs like a sort of Tom and Jerry cartoon. (laughs) (laughs) I think he's just going to pull it down, in all honesty. Fair play to him. Like he's done with the rest of my life. (laughs) (laughs) The thing is, you say about like your cat is toxic, right? As a joke. Yeah. But I feel like getting a cat does mirror a toxic relationship because <laughs> you get the cat and it's the best thing ever for a year and gives you so much love and affection. And then after the year, it's more hassle than it's worth, but you already love the cat, so you can't leave it. Yeah, everything okay? <laughs> <laughs> Most episodes are a smooth glass of red. Then this episode, we're adding an orange, we're adding a cinnamon stick. Hell, we're adding some nutmeg. <laughs> it's the mold weekly shot. <laughs> also, the other image that I thought of was like, in many ways, Santa is like the reverse supermarket shopper because he's putting stuff into people's houses. Whereas supermarkets <laughs> that makes no sense, does it? Whereas supermarkets are you're taking something for your house yourself, whereas Santa is giving you something. Yeah, in a way. Is this meant to be part of the podcast? <laughs> I was just mulling it over on the... Oh, oh hello. <laughs> she can't stop now. She's being too funny, if anything. <laughs> Strap me down and inject me with some poison. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome us to the first segment, Christmas Regulars. What is part of your absolutely classic Christmas that you simply can't do without? <laughs> uh, number one for me... A little thing I like to call Brussels sprouts. Okay. How are they being cooked? Uh, I think, look, I'm going to give you a little bit of uh, Brussels sprout knowledge. People don't like them, do they? Because people boil them to shit. (laughs) What I do is I'll either roast them. Yeah. Or if I'm feeling extra spicy, fry. fry. Yeah. I hate to say it. This isn't groundbreaking. I think we've passed the Brussels sprouts are boiled discourse long ago and everyone, anyone who's anyone is roasting or frying. You say that, but 
I think that is our London bubble. <laughs> yeah, that's an echo chamber. Right. I think yeah. most of the country is still boiling their sprouts. And in a way, that's what's wrong with uh, the political <laughs> Brussels sprouts. So I, no, I like Brussels sprouts. And I, te- um, I like green, green veg. Yeah. Cabbage I like. Is this going to be really boring as a podcast? I like cabbage and what are Brussels sprouts but baby little cabbage balls. Do you think our podcast listeners are more likely to boil or to pan fry or to roast? I would say number one, roast. roast. I think we've got a roasting demographic. Because I think pan frying is like you're you're really, you're a chef. Yeah, you're, you're a chef. I would say maybe you're putting some soy sauce on there. I'd say you're putting some pomegranate seeds yeah. on there because that's a meal I've had before. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, yeah, from, uh, I've had that as well. It's from Bone Daddy's, yeah, isn't yeah, it? It's so good. I genuinely think about it like once a week. I've, I made that at home before. Have we had this I conversation went. before? Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> we're going we're gonna to run out of stuff to talk about soon. Which means soon. It's <laughs> five minutes. <laughs> and that will be the end of our friendship. <laughs> Funny you should say cabbages because my regular is cabbages, but... We have to set the scene that I'm most of the time I'm having a Polish Christmas because mm-hmm. uh, of being half Polish and living with my mum, who's the Polish one. Um, Christmas is very much Polish. So it's kind of split between Polish and sometimes England and Derby. Um, Derby is its own country. <laughs> um, and Polish Christmas is traditionally Christmas Eve. It's like loads of European countries actually do Christmas on Christmas Eve. They have like the big meal Mm -hmm. and then Christmas Day and they open presents in Poland mostly on Christmas Eve. Um, Then Christmas Day is kind of like not as big a deal. But because we've got both English and Polish tradition, it basically means double Christmas Double Christmas. Very nice. Christmas Eve in Poland is like a really big like fucking like 48 course meal. It's ridiculous. And there are a couple of key ingredients. I picked two for white and red cabbage and they get like brewed in like the almost like can be two days out before Christmas there on the hob simmering away. What? It's like a, maybe it's not two days, maybe it's like a day. Cabbage. Cabbages, like loads of shredded cabbages, one white, one red. And sometimes there'll be like lentils and stuff in it or like mushroom or whatever and spices. And they like make the whole house smell. Um, and it's like, it's like that is something where it's like I've been like, Big brothered into associating it with Big Brother. No, I mean Pavlov. (laughs) (laughs) I've been Pavlov dogs into associating with it. I've been Pavlov'd dogged. Pavlov. (laughs) Not sure how to say that. I've had. I've got a Pavlovian response to it now, where it smells like Christmas. Um, But that's like cabbage and sometimes lentils and stuff. It's like the combination of all foods that will make you the most bloated and gassy (laughs) for the coming day. It's like an absolute like powerhouse explosion, (laughs) ready to go into your gut and start like having a fight with you. Um, But I love it. Is there a lot of farting at your Christmases? Oh yeah, it's not in that. In many ways, that's the bulk of our Christmas. The centre point. (laughs) Is the gas? Uh, God is a gas as well, so it's a tribute to <laughs> <laughs> But Polish food, like I used to really not like it, but I guess it is that thing of like tradition and comfort that it does feel quite comforting at Christmas. But also, like, there's an element of it where I'm like, look, if I didn't cook it, it's probably going to taste good, and it's nice to not have had to do that. So, like, I will just enjoy it. It's honestly like I make it's making me excited for Christmas talking about it. Cause also, they'll be on they'll be on the hob for like the week after, so you can just have a 
bowl of cabbage whenever you want. That's good. That is actually, it sounds like you've got quite a healthy... I do feel, I sound like I'm living in Oliver Twist a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) All right, mother, can I have a bowl of cabbage for lunch on this fine day? (laughs) Merry Christmas. Bowl of cabbage. (laughs) (laughs) What was your next regular? My next regular is a little thing I like to call Christmas crackers. Oh, for God's sake. Does it come with a character? Um, <laughs> hello, oh. Gavka. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's no character. Let me tell you about Christmas crackers. When I was a kid, I was more excited about doing the crackers mm-hmm. than doing the presents. Really? I used to love Christmas crackers yeah. so much because... They're on the tree in front of your eyes. What? And you're not allowed to do it. On the tree? Yeah, there's that. Yeah, you put them on the tree. Are you having a laugh? <laughs> no. Is that Christmas not a thing crackers. you do? Yeah, pop them on the tree. What? Do you not do that? No. Listeners, now you need to let us know. We need. If you okay, this is going to have to be a Twitter poll. Christmas crackers on, on the, the tree. tree. Yeah. Like an ornament. Yeah. What balanced in the branches like yeah. my cat. <laughs> Is that normal? Well, I don't know now. No. I it was. In my, in every single, because also I have had British Christmases because of my stepdad and my grandparents on the yeah. Italian side actually did quite British Christmases. The crackers always were in the box and then they came out and got put on the table, like where your knives and forks Yeah, are. well, they mo- moved to there on Christmas Day. Oh, they, t- they transitioned across. <laughs> yeah, you take them out the tree and put what? them on there. <laughs> take them out the tree. You take them out the tree. Do you have any ornaments on your tree? Yeah. Okay. Lights. Light. Camera. Action. <laughs> <laughs> We're filming a Netflix Christmas original. I can't believe you put your crackers on the tree. Horizontal or vertical? <laughs> Horizontal, obviously. So that's that. But you haven't said about... We got so caught up on where they are that you yeah. haven't said about why you like them more than presents. You get the hat in there. Yeah. And I think everyone popped the hat on. Everyone popped the hat on? <laughs> the one hat. <laughs> no, because everyone, everyone get a hat. And everyone <laughs> should wear the hat. Do you not think that? Everyone get a hat. (laughs) From a cracker. From the tree. (laughs) Everyone, so everyone gets a hat in their cracker. Yeah. Pop it on your head. Yeah. Read the joke out loud. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Then you get a little toy. Sometimes you get like a riddle in there or like a fact as well. And sometimes the jokes are so bad that it's hard to tell if they're actually a (laughs) riddle or a fact. That's what people say about my (laughs) (laughs) stand-up. Very nice. Um... The hats as well, though the hats, uh, I feel like, can add quite a sombre tone to Christmas Day when people realise that their heads are fucking huge or very small. Yeah. I've been known to, uh, because I'm such a little petite lady, sometimes the hat will slip down my head. Will it? Yes, don't be surprised. Sometimes I have had it the other way where I'm like, I can barely cram this thing over the top of me. How is that? How is ripping your, out of it. How's your head changing size? <laughs> as I get older. Um, no, I don't know. I think maybe hats are changing in size. Do you think they do the average head size across all? <laughs> when, they, when they make a Christmas cracker hat, do you think they find out the average head size? Because it has to be, because everyone's wearing the hat, as you said. Grandpa, grandma, baby Tim. <laughs> everyone's good. Everyone wants to be wearing a cracker hat. So do they have to take the average hat size of every single person in the UK? And then make the average of that. 
What do you want me to say to that? <laughs> <laughs> so I want your genuine opinion. Obviously not. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think they do? They just make them the su- a size no, that they they've don't. made them for years. Maybe when they first made them, they were like, how big's a head? Do that. Because you want slightly bigger, though, don't you? Well, yeah, obviously you don't want it the exact circumference. Yeah, because it is sad when someone tears a hat on their big head. (laughs) Lest we forget, your friend of mine, hair. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's also taking up space on their head. So is that why you're sometimes tearing them? Because you've got... Sometimes my hair's too voluminous. (laughs) (laughs) Too much tresemme. As if I use Tresemme. What I've got class. What do you use? Oh, Tesco. <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely Tesco own brand shampoo. Okay, next Christmas regular. I'll, I'll do another Polish tradition. Um, the body of Christ. <laughs> 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 Basically, you know how... <laughs> you know how at like communion and stuff, you get a little wafer? Yeah. So, basically, on Christmas Eve in Poland, what will happen is that you kind of have your own wafers that I think are collected from the church. Um, So my grandma would get them. And even now she lives in Poland and we live in England, she'll post them to us, so we still have this. Um, They're like little uh, wafer squares with, like, an image of, like, Mary and a sheep or whatever. What, that you eat? Mary with baby Jesus. Yeah, no. So you have them in the middle of the table and then before the Christmas Eve meal, you break them up and everyone has their own wafer and you break it up and you go to people around the table and you give them a bit of your wafer and give them a wish and they give one back to you. But like, it's like not it's not like a wish of like, um, oh, I wish I was fit. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, I wish you happiness and success in your career um and it can be quite I always found it really awkward because like when I was a kid and having to do it and you know like my grandma my mum was would be like oh I really wish you like all the best for your like studies this year I wish you a really happy time and I'd be like I don't know what to say to you you're an adult like don't you have it all figured out by <laughs> now yeah. so I'd just be like I wish for you to have good time have a good time <laughs> in life but it's such an awkward thing to have to like give someone loads of positive vibes to their face you should what you need to do is you need to pre-prepare what now okay <laughs> what, what what will my wishes be so do you know who you'll be sitting next to or is it well, you do it to everyone in the room as well every single so, person yeah, you, well, gets a wish basically what we would do is if it was like if it's just like me it's kind of like a bell curve where if it's just like me my mum and my stepdad then we'll maybe just do like a big general one for all of us and if it's like a big group of people, like a few families, then it will just be like one big general one. But when it's been like the core family plus like my grandma. Plus also, here's another thing I've forgotten. There's a Polish tradition, or so I thought, that my mum always does, which is where you set the you set an extra place at the table. Yeah. Not for God, in case that's what you're thinking. It's in case someone knocks at your door so that you can give them a place at the table on Christmas Eve. Yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah. But also, I've asked other Polish people and they've been like, no. So I'm like, oh my God, my mum's just a lovely woman. <laughs> but once we had like the mayor of our town come round because he didn't have any family. Boris alive. Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is outside of London. But like, I think the mayor was like, so my mum knew like knew him from the pub or something. <laughs> so like, he didn't have any family. So he came round. So we just had this the random mayor, like old mayor, not like current mayor. This yeah. old mayor. And you had to <laughs> give him a wish. <laughs> so good luck with the town. <laughs> Animal Crossing. 
Um, but yeah, so so also there's that. So sometimes when it's like you know me, my mum, my stepdad, my grandma, and then like a mayor or like another <laughs> sort of political figure at the dinner table, um, which makes me sound like I'm a family that's like connected to the political Your industry. I'm not succession at all. Um, then it's like oh we have to all go round in like a sort of like everyone has to do everyone sort of way. Like when you're trying to cheers everyone at the table, yeah, yeah, but yeah. you have to give them a wafer and a wish. And by the end, the wafers aren't nice either. So you have to really like it's really a bit of a chore but it's a nice idea yeah so good health yeah i wish you good health i wish you uh a a really lovely year (laughs) yeah i wish you uh happiness i wish you happiness um i usually sometimes i would uh throw in a little private joke like what like uh i hope your knee gets better Oh yeah, because it's got someone a, who's got a bad knee. Yeah, which is all of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that that wafer is quite classic, and then you eat it. Um, but when you know that you've already got like a thirty course meal ahead of you, it's really annoying to be like, I have to start with like a little bit of paper that I have to <laughs> swallow. It's just so annoying. It's not black tie, but it's fancy. Like Christmas Eve dinner is like. Pops, pop some makeup on, Anya. Like, don't come down looking like that. Pop a bra on, for God's sake. Yeah, is that required? Yeah, T- tits falling in the food. <laughs> <laughs> Anya, get your tits out of the cabbage, come on. <laughs> Should we have one more each? Yeah, one more each. Okay, good, because I only planned two, so I'll have to vibe this one. Okay. My Christmas regular. Mm-hmm. Number three, mm-hmm. stuffing. Okay. I'm interested. Stuffing, I think, is the best part of a roast dinner. Yeah. Christmas or otherwise. I've, as a vegetarian slash at times vegan, I don't think I often encounter stuffing and I don't really understand what it is. Well, you can just get Paxo, which is vegetarian. Oh. Which, which is the cheapest form of stuffing where it's just like a sort of gritty powder that you put boiling water in and put it in the oven. Okay. But even that is delicious. What is it? Is it onions? Sage and onion stuffing is yeah. the classic. Okay. And I don't really know what the body of it is. <laughs> it's just sort of like, it's probably like potato starch. I think, you know, so have you ever done felting? No. Basically, if you do felting, you just get loads of felt and you just attack it with a needle and it gradually somehow just friction and magic creates it into a ball. Like it creates a firm shape what? through the magic of... Like, it doesn't make sense. I feel like maybe that's what happens with stuffing. And I think one of the best things about Christmas is my mum, who I love, she gets different kinds of stuffing as a treat for Christmas, right? And I eat it all. What different types? Ones with, like, cranberries in. Oh, yeah, I love it when they pop a cranberry in. You know, because it's like... Sage and onion. UTI straight away. (laughs) (laughs) Go to the doctors. What shall I have for that? Cranberry stuffing. (laughs) A Brussels sprout and a stuffing. Mm. Pull a cracker. I'm a happy boy. Yeah, you're a happy boy. Yeah, it doesn't have a big cultural story (laughs) behind it. (laughs) No, I was just thinking. It's not literal God. Yeah. (laughs) But I was just thinking about like. Stuffing doesn't often come into play into like because almost like a nut roast is almost hundred percent stuffing, maybe. Yeah, I feel like. Have you ever had a nut roast? I have, and one it, of the densest it's basically things a known nut, to man. A nutty stuffing at the inside of a star is a nut roast. Is the densest <laughs> thing. 
Yeah, because stuffing's dense and then they've added nuts to it, yeah. which are the densest natural food. Yeah. Well, unnatural food is really dense. Well, look, if you think about it, name a food that comes from a tree that's denser than a nut. Yeah, I'm not asking that. I'm asking Other than a, a potato. Food, food that comes from a factory that's denser than a nut. I don't think there is one. Yeah, no, I do think there is. Gobstopper. <laughs> <laughs> That, which brings us on to my next Christmas <laughs> regular, the Gobstopper. Uh, we wish each other, everyone in Poland has a suck on the Gobstopper, and then you pass it around mouth to mouth. The mayor has a suck. <laughs> my next Christmas regular is Mold Vino, or your friend of mine, Mold Wine. I love it. I can't get enough of it. Um, I've drunken so much of it already. It's kind of like, it was like one of the breaking the seal things where I didn't have it until Friday night and then we were recording this on a Monday and I've had it nearly nonstop since then. It's so drinkable. I love it. I love cinnamon in everything. I will like ram cinnamon full. I'm made out of cinnamon stuffing, essentially. <laughs> I have so much of it. Um, so if there's an excuse to pop it in wine... Yes, and because I have the taste buds of a child, anything that's made sweeter than it should be is an absolute yes from me. Yesterday at the pub, I had one which was so beautiful and it had like chunks of orange in it and sometimes you'd bite into a bit of orange and be like, well, now I'm a health influencer as well, <laughs> just being a little bit drunk. Um, and yesterday we were sitting at this pub outside uh, Columbia Road where there was all these Christmas trees being sold and you could smell the Christmas trees and I was drinking the mold wine and there was the Christmas lights and I was like, I'm in love with the world. <laughs> yeah. And it felt very festive and Did nice. you think you were in a Netflix Christmas film? Yeah, we kept saying that we were because I was going on a date after. <laughs> <laughs> but it does, it feels inherently beautiful. Um, on the flip side of that, also kind of hot chocolate kind of can fulfil that role, but mold wine is great because you're getting drunk as well. I'm going to tell you something that right now. Oh, I don't God. like it. I think it tastes of hot piss. <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't. Hot piss with a bit of cinnamon in. I Yeah, I don't like the stuff. Do I you think like red wine? Yeah. Okay. But I don't like any sweetenings. I don't like really sweet alcohol because I think... I think my mouth drinks it and thinks, oh, it's a nice dessert. And then it's like the alcohol. I feel like you taste the alcohol more, not less, because it's like your tongue lets its guard down. <laughs> Whereas say you drink a sip of whiskey, right? Your mouth is already like, I'm not enjoying this. I'm tolerating it. Have you, have, have you, ha have you had hot toddy? Yeah, I do like a hot toddy. Right, so it's mulled wine that's the problem. Have you had a hot mulled cider? Yeah, and I don't like that, but I don't like cider. Okay. So For the same reason, I find it too sweet and syrupy. You're such a man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I've just got a bitter palate. This is toxic masculinity. Do you know what? I like word. olives. <laughs> <laughs> what about a mulled olive? <laughs> Pop a cinnamon stick through the middle of it, eat it like a kebab. <laughs> That was a really good sound effect. Yeah, it was like the Simpsons. People are going to think we've added that in, <laughs> in in post, and that was actually just you. Okay, look, it's fine that you don't like mulled wine, and it's clearly like you're clearly desperate to have that as part of your personality, so I'll let you have it. <laughs> so maybe, look, the last time I had mulled wine was, I was maybe 21. Mm. That's so long ago. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a couple 40 of years ago. <laughs> couple of years ago. <laughs> 
was the Christmas. So maybe I'll try it again. Welcome to the next segment, Anya. Hello. It's nice to be welcome to the segment, isn't it? So nice. I'm glad we're such good hosts all the time to our guests. This segment is called Christmas Recall. What is the one Christmas item you want banned from all supermarkets forever? Mine is not one product, but it's I would like to edit a product that already exists. Okay, I like it. Can you see where this is going? Yeah. It's your friend and mine, the purple box, Quality Street. I think we need to slim it down. I'm talking we need to get rid of caramel swirl, milk chocolate block, fudge, toffee finger, honeycomb crunch at a push, <laughs> and most importantly, toffee penny. The toffee, <laughs> toffee penny, penny is... Well, look, I'll... <laughs> no, the toffee penny <laughs> can get fucked beyond belief. It's a waste of time. Well, I'll Satan's just, I'll just tell you what mine is now because yeah. it relates to it. Okay. It's... Quality Street Roses and Celebrations. <laughs> <laughs> Is that actually? Yeah. Wait, all the boxes? I think, well, look, you've edited it, which is maybe like a more sort of finessed way of doing it, but I just feel like in all of them, there's like eight different ones. Yeah. And only two of them are good in yeah. all of them. So it's like, some, I feel like you're, you're trying to... what. What you're doing is you're trying to fix capitalism and I'm going for a revolution. <laughs> no, because I... It's already no, broken. No, I love the strawberry delight. <laughs> strawberry delight is disgusting. It tastes like cow pole. Yeah. <laughs> I hate all the like, syrupy ones. No, I love them. Uh, do you like a toffee penny? <laughs> no, should I tell you why? Because I love having teeth. <laughs> Toffee Penny is in there for all the grandmas and when they all pass. <laughs> yes, yeah, like, oh, why do all old ladies from 50 years ago have false teeth because they were chomping down on <laughs> toffee pennies? I just think, like, Equality Street... Um, the Quality Street is, like, one of the ones where I feel like the worst and the best are at very extremes. I feel like with the celebrations, it's brands we know and love, you yeah, know? I feel true. like. Top tier for that Maltesers little one, kind of a galaxy, but like I do not want anything to do with the bounties or like the Mars, but I will also eat them <laughs> if they're what's left. <laughs> the thing is, that is true, and Celebration is better, but the reason why I'm lumping it in mm. is because I think people are like, try and make it seem like it's above the rest, when really... It's like, oh, I, I like the Maltesers. Well, then buy a bag of Maltesers. Because normal Maltesers no. are better than no, that not. weird chocolate. No, they're not. You're wrong, and I don't like you. <laughs> <laughs> I like my favourite one in the celebration is the Snickers, because it's nutty. <laughs> I don't want to talk to you anymore. Okay, wait, are you? I've just looked up what all the different boxes are, because you've got your roses. Gone. Roses, I have the same attitude of like, Get rid of the toffee vibes. Keep the sugary ones. Yeah, roses and quality streets are basically the same. same. Right. Heroes. What's the difference between heroes and celebrations? Celebrations is Mars. Heroes is Cadbury, is it? I don't really know. I think heroes is like, if you're getting heroes, you need to look at yourself in the mirror. No, but heroes has... <gasps> okay, give me heroes. Because I haven't lumped heroes in yet. You Let haven't lumped know. heroes in yet. We've got... Uh, Crunchy, dairy milk, whisper, fudge, 
um, another small chocolate one that I can't tell what it is. Maybe it's dairy milk caramel twirl, and which is what this is what really wins it for me. Little cream egg, cream egg chocolate bar. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like cream egg, and I, now I can imagine a hero's box. And do you know what it is? It's completely empty with ten fudges in the bottom. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The fudges are the bounties of the hero's box. Yeah, but I actually prefer a bounty to a fudge. Yeah, of course you do, because your personality is wrong and bad. <laughs> oh my God, I've never felt this. We should have started talking about this. I've w- woken up fully. I don't think I'll ever sleep again. I feel so energised by this healthy debate. I just like chocolate that I like and don't want to get a variety pack with loads of shit in that I don't like. But that's what Christmas is all about. It's all about having a good time, but also a really bad time. <laughs> and that's why the variety boxes exist as they represent the Christmas experience because it's like yeah we would rather we didn't have weird Uncle Jim <laughs> but he's lingering around he's the fudge of the table <laughs> he's waiting at the bottom of the box uh, the mayor is a cream egg <laughs> didn't expect it but <laughs> and it shouldn't be here <laughs> this time of year <laughs> yeah I, I just feel like those boxes are such a Christmas tradition yeah you know and I do agree with you that Christmas is... The reason why all these shit things still exist is because that's just Christmas, baby. <laughs> that's just Christmas. Also, I feel like when it's like a grand or someone hosting, the pro- what they exist is... What they exist for is because, right, Christmas is about lots of people being in the same place and catering to loads of different taste buds. Yeah. So it's a classic thing of, like, a grand to put out that after yeah. everyone's had the pudding to be like, now have what you actually want to eat. Yeah. But it's small enough that it's not like, oh, we're chomping all chomping down a big dairy milk. Yeah. Here's an idea. Okay. What would you put in your... If you had to have a selection box of, like, uh, chocolate, what would go in? Chockies. Uh, Snickers from the celebrations. Okay. The little green triangles. Yeah. Uh, I'd probably have maybe something savoury in there. <laughs> <laughs> Sausage roll? <laughs> Sausage roll, no, pork pie. (laughs) Little pork pie. uh, Those corn little cocktail sausages that taste of... uh, veering away, but you have to wrap them in chocolate. (laughs) No, they have to just, they're wrapped in the little foil paper things. Okay. uh, So they're not getting grease everywhere. Yeah. Uh, Hummus. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Maybe like a liquid as well. Yeah. (laughs) Like a little bottle of Coke. (laughs) Imagine that, and you opened it, it was like... <laughs> Loads of little thumb-sized <laughs> bottles of Coke. Yeah. That would, like shots. It's pretty cool, right? Yeah. So you're into it, so I don't know, little crackers? <laughs> cool back? Uh, then I'd have, what other chockies do I like? Um, I'm not a big chocolate fan. Yeah. Bueno, a Kinder Bueno. They should be putting a Bueno in there. Yeah. If Kinder... Did yeah. a box that would be good little Kinder eggs, little mini little, eggs, little those little Always bunnies, is it? Yeah, bunnies, something like that. Hippo, it's a hippo. A hippo. Isn't it? That's the little hippos in there. I'd get that. Um, what would you have in yours then? Well, I just have the ones that I like, like all the sugary, like rose flavored shit, strawberry flavored shit, the orange ones. It's like with the. Or- I feel like we've discussed Revels before on this podcast, yeah. and it's like the orange Revel I like. I would have cream egg. I'd obviously have Malteser. Sure, if Bueno's coming out with one, that's going in as well. Yeah, I'm not 
a murderer. <laughs> <laughs> like just one cube of bueno in a thing. That'd be good. That would be good, actually. Um, I would also have a couple of mint. The thing that I was going to potentially recall would be mince pies with a really thick crust. Like mm. mince pies where the ratio of filling to crust is off. I'm uh, willing to have too much filling, but if you try and put too much crush, crush near me, <laughs> I'm getting so angry. If you try and put too much crust near me, I'm going to kill your mum. <laughs> I'm going to bake her into a pie with the right ratio of crust. I was thinking of doing mince pies as well. I don't really like them. Oh, my God. I think this podcast is should should have been about bringing us together in the festive spirit, but I think it's going to tear us apart. Ho, ho, ho. The next segment is the Christmas gift exchange. We uh, set the premise of they have to come from a supermarket, right? Yeah. The supermarket-based gift. Um, judging by how this podcast has gone so far, I think you're going to absolutely hate the gift that I've got you. But I think even I would hate it, and I've got the most weird taste buds in the world. I think okay. it's. I actually think it's um, it's a real backward step for humanity that this has even been invented. Wow, I'm looking forward to it. Should I give it to you? <laughs> <laughs> describe it to the listener. Orange and mint flavour after eight. <laughs> That's good because that is an after eight, which is just a normal thing. That's a bit of orange. Christmassy. <laughs> Two worst flavours I could imagine combining. No, you know what? I do actually really like after eight. Let's see how the orange affects it. Yeah, let's open it up. Shall I open yeah, it up? I think you should have one now. Okay. Um, the other flavour that they had on offer was uh, mint and mojito. After eight. Well, that's for the summer special. <laughs> <laughs> summer solstice edition. <laughs> weekly shop. Do it at Stonehenge. <laughs> oh, well, I've opened the cellophane wrapper and I can smell it already. Enjoy dark mint orange chocolate without having to peel. Is that what it says? Yeah. Because that's the problem with all dark orange chocolate is that you have to peel it open. That's one for you. Oh, thank you. Cheers, Cheers. to Christmas. Take, take them out of there. I don't know what these flavours are. It's like... The flavour of when you brush your teeth after drinking orange juice combined, (laughs) which is with a chocolate rim. I wasn't really in the mood for chocolate, and it also isn't nice. (laughs) And the thing about an after eight is it's not all about the flavour. It's about the experience of getting a little paper packet. Mm. Well, spoiler alert, alert, after eights are going to come up for me in the latest segment. How do you think that compares to the gifts that you've got me? Uh, probably better. <laughs> okay, good, good, good. Um, you never want to be on the receiving end of the better gift. Okay, well, what I did, and I'm glad you mentioned Heston Blumenthal oh, earlier, no. <laughs> because what I've got for you is like a Christmas tasting experience. Oh my god! Do you want? Should we do it now? Yeah, let's do it now. Okay. I'm really nervous. So, just the main course. This is what you've got to eat. <gasps> I was going to get those for you. Snowy enrobed Oreos. Oreos. And for the listener, um, they're enrobed white and on the packet is an Oreo with wearing a little scarf. <laughs> yeah, so that's Christmas. This is such thing. a good one, I think. I haven't tried it. Yeah, they look, they look good. So go on, open them up and get one ready to eat. Okay. So it's that's like if someone gets ASMR, they're going to be having the time of their life. Do yeah, that one? sounds quite nice. No, I'm all right for now because I've got a... Do your experience. So, what do you mean you've got to do my experience? That's the taste, but it's multi sensory. So, I've got you a <laughs> Santa Claus air freshener. I'll, I'll just okay, you're gonna hold it, hang that on your mic. <laughs> what does it smell? Oh, that smells like a tree. Yeah. So, that smells, and then, oh my God. and then I'm just gonna sing. To you. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, should I close my eyes? Yeah. Oh, I can't make eye contact with you. I was just singing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm <laughs> dreaming of a white Christmas just like <laughs> the ones we used to know. Why don't you pick that song? Because it's snowy on uh, the yeah. Oreo. Oh my god, okay. <laughs> I don't think I want all the senses. <laughs> it's quite a big Oreo. I'm going to be eating it for a while. Yeah, it's got a thick crust. <laughs> what I will say, yeah. Oreo, super enjoyable. Yeah. The stench of tree <laughs> is really overwhelming. Yeah. In a good way. It feels like I'm having. A snack in a forest. It smells like... I feel like you going up to it and sniffing it is very unnecessary because it smells very, very strongly of pine in this tiny studio. If you get close, it smells like pine, but also there's something wrong about it. It smells like... Should I tell what's wrong about it? It costs £1.20. Okay. That was good. The Oreos are like... They're quite an intense experience. Yeah. Because they're so thick. Because it's like adding two extra layers to the Oreo. John? Go on then. That's quite full on. That is, I've got a headache now. Yeah, I'm not going to eat more than one bite. (laughs) Now for our final section Ghosts of Christmas, Baskets, Baskets. Ebenezer Scrooge, it's time to wake up (laughs) because your shopping market trolley is being pushed by a freaky little ghost around <laughs> your house. <laughs> if I planned that, I could have made it good, but ultimately that's not what this podcast is about. <laughs> What's in your ghosts of baskets basket? Uh, Christmas. Mine <laughs> is nuts. Specifically, ones you have to crack. Interesting. Nutcracker. Because I remember having it as a kid, right? And I'd say my enjoyment of the nuts, two out of ten. You know, like a plain nut straight out of the shell. Are you shell. talking like walnut? Walnut. Yeah, I think they're all walnuts, right? Mm. But maybe you could get other ones as well. I think it's mostly walnuts. It's walnuts. You crack them. Walnuts aren't nice mm. for a child. Or me. <laughs> so my mouth is watering from yeah, the I'm, I'm having a sugar crash. Frothing at the gams. <laughs> but I like the cracking of them. And you get a little nutcracker and you crack them and it's very... Uh, you know, like popping bubble wrap, that sort of you have to, it's satisfying, satisfying feeling. And you have to work for your food in a way that is nice at Christmas because it's like, oh, we're not working for any of this food. Yeah, it's, oh, like it's you, nice to have a little element of um, difficulty to get to one piece of food at yeah, Christmas. Yeah, it's like you've got a really big fat belly, but at least you've got strong grip strength. <laughs> what came first, the nutcracker, the film, or the nutcracker, the tool? <laughs> No, it's like was what did the Christmas nutcracker thing get made up because nuts were always being cracked at Christmas? What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> okay. This is from the website info.maisyjanes.com, Maisie Jane's California Sunshine. Yeah. The tabs on her website are recipes and save our babies. Oh, I know the website. Do you know it? No. Oh. <laughs> <It's lame. laughs> Why nuts are traditional for Christmas? Some people in Europe think it's because St. Nicholas brings nuts and oranges and other small treats on his feast day. In other countries, St. Nicholas arrives at a party carrying a large sack and strews the nuts and other goodies on the floor for the children to scramble after. Yeah. Like a pedo. <laughs> Scrambling for nuts was a popular game played by roughhousing boys in Elizabethan England. 
that answer your question? I think I asked the question. <laughs> Does it? Some something to do with Christmas, I think. <laughs> My ghosts of Christmas baskets, baskets is they're already on the table after eight, mm. but just classic edition. And let me tell you for why. When I was going to Derby for Christmas Day or Boxing Day a lot, back, back in that time there wasn't loads of vegan chocolate around, and because I, I was being very strict with it, basically. Um, but I also didn't want to like make a fuss. I wouldn't like request anything special in. But my grandma on my stepdad's side would obviously want me to have chocolate and stuff. So once we figured out that like after eights was vegan, I was like literally being rammed full of them. <laughs> <laughs> they were everywhere. And you know, when like you show an interest in one thing once in front of a family member and yeah. then it becomes like your whole personality. Yeah. Like the, obviously the next year the house is like overflowing, like after it's coming out like the yeah. chimney, it's in everywhere you turn there's an after it's, which is so like, it's so lovely because it's so like, oh, this is a family member who's like really wants to make sure that I'm catered for and full. But like, it was just something, it's like, I don't actually like it. <laughs> <laughs> they were just something I could eat. And I think we even got like an after eight like selection tray or like there's another, maybe it was like a Tesco own brand or something like mint chocolates. It was basically mint chocolates. So sometimes I think because of the like weird fondant stuff they and dark chocolate they often are actually vegan. Um, and so I was just being absolutely rammed full of like various mint chocolates. That's nice. That's a good memory. Come on, you got to give something back in this podcast. Look, we've had the after eight chat. I like them. Let's I think see what's in good. the ingredients. Do you reckon they're vegan? These have got milk on them. I don't think any of them are. Oh, are you sure? That is what I was thinking, but I didn't want to sort me... of bad mouth your nan. Maybe it wasn't an after eight. Maybe it was like, oh, wait. Oh, it's these. It's Benedict's. Benedict's. <laughs> that's um... even better because that's so random. Wait, let What me... are they like after eights? So let me describe them to you. Benedict's chocolate. Okay. Yeah, this is it. This is it. So imagine that whole story again, but instead of after eights, it's Benedict's. So they are the best intense mint dark chocolate. And they're basically like almost like if an after eight center was rock hard. <laughs> but in the selection mm. box, you get like a different selection where the selection is how hard is the middle. <laughs> so it's what? like one like a sort of after eight center, one with like a slightly more dense center and then one where it's like rock hard and then one just stick so they'd get like four different boxes of mint collection for me um and i'd have to eat them all myself and also this is the thing is that my mum does this as well when um when i offer to share anything they'll be like no 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 because you can only have that and I'm like, i don't need a whole box of benedict's mint yeah. collection to myself but is that her being like no 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 these are disgusting. <laughs> no, I like them. I just feel like mint and chocolate, like how has that become a flavour that's been so in our um, lives? It's like perfumed chocolate, do you not think? Yeah, well, you're saying that with a fucking stench of a fir tree <laughs> wafting out through the yeah, studio. Yeah, that's making me feel a bit sick as well. this is, it's good that our episode has mirrored the trajectory of a Christmas day. Like a slow start a really intense <laughs> middle section and then just feeling sick and overwhelmed. We've done the perfect Christmas episode. That's why I bought it. I think we need a, is there a carbon monoxide uh, <laughs> alarm in here? Because that... Uh, Do you think it's just pumping out carbon <laughs> monoxide? It's pumping out something. <laughs>
Well, thanks for listening to this special Christmas edition of the Weekly Shop. And please, for God's sake, have a lovely time this Christmas um, and send our love to your family. And send our love to Father Christmas. Do you want to give everyone uh, a wish? Yeah, a Polish Christmas wish. Yeah, go on. Um, I wish you all the best for your health and your knees next year. It's been a tough year, guys, and I hope everyone's having a great Christmas with their loved ones. And subscribe and give us a five star review. Yeah, I forgot to say the only way to uh, get the wish to come true is if you give us a five star review. And write like a good paragraph. Write <laughs> a good paragraph, guys. Come on. No, I'll take a couple of words. Yeah, I'll take a couple of words if they're best podcast <laughs> ever. <laughs> but look, if the words are flowing, don't put a cork in it for our sake. Keep going. Keep going. So this is our first ever solo podcast. Double Why are you solo? talking like it's the beginning? <laughs> and there's one thing left to say about Christmas. Let, Let her rip. rip.